Welcome to the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now, here is your host, Lance Ferguson. A good Monday to you all. We are just days away from the start of the NCAA cross-country season, and the Ashton cross-country course will be the site for the Hawkeye invite on, uh, well, on Friday. It's coming up, and you've got um, all four uh, state uh, schools will be, be competing there, as well as some junior colleges. You've got uh, Iowa State, Iowa, UNI, and Drake. The Cyclone men this uh, today was announced by the track, U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association. Iowa State men are ranked third in the Midwest region rankings, and the Cyclone women are ranked fourth. The Iowa men uh, jump into the Midwest rankings. They're ranked 12th. And the Drake men, showing that they've got very big potential for this season, are ranked 15th in those rankings. So that's coming up on September 3rd, just days away. And uh, we're just uh, a couple days away from also from another podcast I'll be doing. This is with the new Running Wild Elite race team coordinators, Devin and Kelsey Albaugh. They're based in the Quad Cities. I've talked about them, and I will be mentioning them in a little bit uh, as well. But I'll have a podcast uh, with them. Uh, sat uh, down for a, uh, an interview with them on Sunday, and we covered a lot about the uh, Running Wild Elite team and also their um their personal histories with running so it was a lot of fun talking about um kelsey's win um with in the bix seven uh, the top quad Cityan uh female uh, in that race um just a lot of things we we covered so look for that podcast coming out uh, uh later on this week but now it is time for the news And I'm going to start with an Iowa boy who's moving on to greener pastures in Michigan. It was announced on Thursday by the Hanson Brooks Distance Project that former Valley High and Iowa star Daniel Soto is going to be joining their race team. He uh, becomes the sixth uh, man on the team with the Hanson Brooks group. Um, So that's exciting news for um, Daniel who... If you remember, um, finished uh, third in the 10,000 meters at the Big Ten Championships in the outdoors this uh, recent spring, um, who helped uh, the Hawkeyes uh, to a repeat team championship. And he also finished his career at Iowa with a number two time in the 10,000 and number three time in the 5,000. So he's definitely worthy of uh, moving up to a pro team. And he's landed with a very good one. If you remember, Hanson Brooks was the team that uh, Dana Herrick ran on for about five years before she moved back uh, to central Iowa and now Norwalk last summer but exciting news for Daniel Um, there are 11 uh, women on the team as well with the Hanson Brooks team so very exciting to see what Daniel will do with this group the others uh, the other men that he'll be running with there are uh, Hassan Abdi former Oklahoma State University runner Brendan Gregg out of Stanford 
Ben Kendall of the University of Detroit Mercy, Ian Lemaire of the University of Wisconsin-Platteville, and Zach Panning of Grand Valley State University. So Daniel Soto, I think, will elevate this team. He is uh, 24 years old. Um, he, um, I had him on my podcast. Um, uh, well, it was uh, right around May, May or June, I, I want to say. I'm going off memory. Just a couple months ago. And um, he said he was looking for some opportunities, was hoping to announce something, and now he did. And so the 24-year-old um, Daniel Soto is moving on to the pro team. And it just goes to show you that if you come on this podcast, you're, you're going to have a, a great chance of joining a race team. He becomes the second athlete who has joined a uh, a. Uh, <laughs> a race team here this summer, uh, former center point Urbana uh, prep and also Drake runner and also South Dakota state runner, Josh Yeager um, signed with the Minnesota distance elite team out of the twi- out of the twin cities in late July. So both of these guys were on my podcast. So you come on this podcast, you're going <laughs> to, I'm not saying you're going to sign with a pro team, but I've got some good mojo going here on this podcast and so, something's good brewing here. Either I'm doing something well with getting really good guests or, or, um, or like I said, something's, something's getting lucky there. So, um, so that's exciting to, uh, news. Uh, also about that same time on Thursday, it was uh, Iowa native uh, Jenny Simpson who announced on her Instagram feed that she is going to be running in the Cherry Blossom 10 mile in Washington, D.C. on September 12th. She's going to the roads. Um, we've always known her as, of course, a track legend, former world champion uh, for 1500 meters. She says, I'm trying something new. I've wondered for a long time what my legs and my heart could do if I push them further. It's time to find out. This isn't a permanent career pivot. I'm just taking advantage of this little window of freedom I've had to train for something different and fun. Um, so he says, um, after so many years in this sport, it's exciting to know there are still hard challenges to take on. So with this announcement, he is, she is uh, basically saying that she still hopes to run uh, on the track, but it, it was kind of apparent this year that, yeah, you know, maybe she's definitely, <laughs> uh, she's definitely in the twilight of her career. I think she knows that. Um, the trials were a big eye opener. Um, she did not have a good trials final race after getting to that finals, um, and um, it was just a, a tough blow for her um, not to be even close to the top three for the American team that went to Tokyo. And maybe she's just getting in her mind that maybe it's time to move up. And that, and that's just natural. When you get older as a, a pro distance runner, the speed starts to, you start losing that uh, little uh, leg turnover speed. And you start to think, well, maybe I need to go up to the half marathon. And that's kind of, that's kind of how Galen Rupp, you know, went from uh, winning a silver medal at the London uh, Games uh, in the 10,000. He moves up four years later, realizes he probably doesn't have the chops to be able to um, compete uh, for a medal. Um, So he tries the marathon and and ends up doing great at the Rio Games. So he moves up to the marathon. He's just one example of the many uh, runners who have done that. 
Um, so Je uh, Jenny Simpson is doing that. She is a Webster City native who also lived briefly in Fort Dodge and Ames before she moved when she was about five to Florida. But we still we still adopt her. She still has family in Iowa. Every time she goes back to run at the Drake Relay, she's always got, uh, I think, her grandmother and, and some other relatives who come to see her run on the Blue Oval. So that's exciting for her and uh it's going to be a heavy uh field for the cherry blossom 10 mile um of former iowa collegians you've got uh former iowa all-american and star diane Curry. she's going to be running she's going into the iowa hall of fame this weekend so congratulations for her i've mentioned that in the past you've got annie frisbee former iowa state star who runs for that minnesota distance elite team she's running as well on the women's side and then you got bia sambasa uh former iowa central sioux city north uh star he's running on the men's side he, he's had a really good summer here racing some of these races and then uh, reed fisher of the tin man elite team former drake runner also will be competing in washington dc so uh, that will be a race to watch for coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Back to that uh, Running Wild Elite team. They added a new member. Isaiah Rabada is coming along. He's a former Minnesota State University runner out of Mankato. Um, he, uh, since uh, running at, at uh, Minnesota State, he's lowered his 5K to 1521 on the roads. So that's really promising. He's got a 422 best for the mile and uh 2545, 2545 for the 8K in cross country. And um why is he joining them? Um cuz he's from Beaver Fall, Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Uh because he's a second year dental student at the University of Iowa. So he is going to be at Iowa for about another three years, so um, so we're going to be seeing Isaiah Rabada's name for the Running Wild Elite Race Team. It's time to move on now um, to the results from uh, from the weekend, and I definitely want to start off with the Professional Triathletes Organization held the Collins Cup. This is a debut event. Um, with $1.5 million purse that got distributed between the 36 athletes on the three teams. You had a U.S. team, you had an, a Europe team, and an international team uh, that competed in Samarin, Slovakia. And this was on Saturday, and you had former Storm Lake resident Matt Hansen, who was competing for the U.S. team. He finished second in his match of uh three competitors it was you basically raced against the uh representative if you're an american for the european team and the international team and he uh lost to the internationals brandon curry but he beat patrick langa of the european team so he ended up uh picking up i believe a point for the u.s team and the U.S. team finished second overall with 31.5 points. Europe was the heavy favorite coming in. They had a really strong um, strong team all the way through, and they, they dominated the event. 42.5 points, um, and you picked up three points for a win. So... Um, so they didn't do well in that match with Matt Hansen, but they had, they had clinched the Collins Cup already. That was 
the 11th of 12 matches that they had. They had already won it, and Team Europe won six of their 12 matches. So that right there is 18 points that they picked up. The only two winners for the U.S. in this event uh, were females, Taylor Nib and Jackie Herring. Only two. U.S. had six and uh, seven second-place finishes, including that included Hansen's. And there was um, an interesting weather. Um, the, there was some rain during the bike course and even some lightning that caused a delay to the uh, start of the men's uh, matches. But they got the event in. There were some uh, crashes. Uh, Holly Lawrence of Great Britain, who was the winner of the Ironman 70.3 in Des Moines, um, and uh, she went down in one of the in one of several crashes on the bike, and she ended up third in match four. And um, so this was this, this triathlon <clears throat> consisted of a two-kilometer swim, so 1.2 miles an 80-kilometer cycle, uh, a bike, and then an 18K run. So it's somewhere between um, an Ironman and Olympic distance. So it's a, it's a good distance. Um, and um, like I said, it was Hansen who finished second in that. Um, and um, how did they make this team? I kind of talked about this in the... In, um, in a past show, uh, they were PTO rankings, um, the professional triathletes or organization, um, were used to select four men and four women for each of the teams. And then, um, there were two, uh, captain's picks, uh, two men and two women that filled out the 12 person squad. So that, um, that's how the Collins cup went down on Saturday in Slovakia as Matt Hansen finished second in his match, and so did the U.S. Moving on to track and field, where former Iowa All-American Eric Swinski is becoming one of the most interesting guys in, 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 in track and field. And not necessarily because of what he's doing in the 800 meters, his specialty. Um, he, last Tuesday, ran on a 4x1 relay um, in Hungary during a continental on a, a continental tour um, event um, in Budapest. Uh, it was, it's a world athletics uh, of, event, so you had some top-notch uh, top American sprinters uh, who showed up. And Sawinski um, also did uh, running, the full, when the, running the 800 meters where he finished fourth. But it was Sawinski who ran on the... Uh, U.S. Stars 4x100 relay that uh, attracted the most attention on social media. He anchored uh, this team that finished third in 40.35 seconds. And um, the first runners were ahead of him were Marvin Bracey, Michael Rogers, and Isaiah Young, all really top uh, American sprinters. And they all handed off to an 800 runner, Eric Swinsky. Uh, by the way, Swinsky was not in the lead when he got the baton, by the way. He was uh, a meter or two behind at least one of the other runners from the video I saw. So he did not cost this team the win. He showed he had some speed at 40.35. It's a solid uh, 4 by 100 time. Um, 
and for the U.S., the way they hand the the, the baton off, um, <laughs> that arguably is a is a very good time for the way they've botched it over the years. Um, but Swinsky handled the the baton very well from Isaiah Young, showed you can do it um, with uh, very good uh, expediency and grace, and. Um, and you know, I stumbled upon a um, a podcast on um, on Flow Track. Uh, they have, they have a daily podcast, and they were wondering, well, how did this all you know come about? Swinsky running on the four by one. You know, they were doing this deep dive and in, into this four by one relay, and it's like, guys. It's just a fun event. I mean, this is a this isn't a Diamond League event. This is a Continental Tour event. Um, they were just having fun, and I'm sure um, they had somebody else in mind to, to run on the U.S. team. Likely Elijah Hall. Uh, he had already won uh, the 100 meters in 10.04 seconds, and also he had already run the 200. So Elijah Hall probably said, "I can't do this, guys. You know, I've already done two races." So they probably had to, I'm filling in the gaps here, but almost assuredly they needed a fourth runner and they asked Eric to do it. And he was uh, definitely obliged to do it. He was definitely willing to do it. Um, and Eric had an interesting response on, uh, on, uh, on Twitter. He said, I'm pretty sure the last time I did this was the Hershey's state track meet in elementary school. And he put an emoji face with tears of joy. So he had fun doing it. And that's the whole point of it. They were just having fun um, just doing a relay. Let's not um, make it anything more complicated than what it was. It was just a, a fun way to uh, do a relay. And uh, with one of their guys uh, stepping out, maybe Elijah Hall was injured. Um, Eric was uh, willing to step in and run that uh, that anchor leg um that uh and he did run that four by 100 after he ran the 800 meters in which he finished fourth in that meet in hungary he ran 149.22 the times were not very fast for this um kenya's michael Saruni was the winner in 148.36 so not not very fast times so that was hungary and then um <clears throat> swinski came back um over the weekend and um, he's become this phenomenal pacer at these Diamond League events. And he was the uh, pacer at the Lausanne uh, Diamond League um, just a few days later. Um, he paced the uh, Men's 3000, won by Jakob Ingebrigtsen. Um, he was the pacer for three laps of that. So that's that's impressive to be able to. And he was on meet record pace the whole way when he stepped off. So he did uh, three of the uh, seven and a half laps in that 3,000. So uh, Sawinski's becoming this phenomenal Diamond League pacer. And it's not just the 800s now. He's, you know, moving up to uh, pace, um, like I said, the first three laps of, of these 3000s now too. And he's done 1500s. He's done the first couple laps of the 1500s for Diamond Leagues. And he's gotten so good at it that Des Linden, the commentator for NBC Sports Network, he called Eric a human metronome, um, and, and and she's right. Um, he's just phenomenal at this pacing. He knows how to do it. So the for, uh, for, so the Iowa City resident um, Eric Swinsky continues to impress uh, on the national level with not just um, 
his um, 800 prowess, but also his pacing. And apparently he's got some 4x100 uh, speed and ability as well. Um, so um, speaking of Diamond League, continue with that. Um, Paris, uh, the event was held over the weekend as well. Um, I'm just getting around to watching it, but um, Hillary Bohr, uh, former Iowa State star, he was ninth in that 3,000 steeplechase in Paris. He um, he ran 8:21:02, and it was Kenya's uh, Benjamin Keegan um, who was the winner in a really good time, world-leading time of 8:07:12. So Hillary um, kind of tailing off here toward the end of his. Um, Toward the end of the season here, um, didn't um, didn't you know? It didn't even make it out of the first round of the steeplechase at Tokyo. So um, he's trying to find some some positives, but uh, finishing ninth, the Paris uh, DL event is not going to help him. While I'm on the subject of the Olympics, wanted to mention that the uh, Tokyo Paralympics are going on, and it was former Northern Iowa and Cedar Rapids Prairie prep Jesse Hines, who set an American record in the F-64 discus event um, just a couple days ago uh, in Tokyo. That was uh, very exciting for her. Um, she had a throw of 34.89 meters in the discus to finish fifth overall. The four athletes who were ahead of her um, in this discus were F44 athletes. So Himes was the top F64 athlete. She had a leg uh, amputee. She's a leg amputee. Uh, that's why she's F64. So uh, phenomenal for her to set that record of 34.89 meters. Um, her uh, former Panther teammate and two-time Paralympian, um, she's a, para, uh, uh, a two-time Paralympian, Jesse Himes is. Um, her teammate, Aaron Kirkhoff, is, uh, as, I, as I tape this right now, she is about to, uh, to run in the women's 100 prelims in about an hour. So Erin uh, uh, Kirkhoff, I'll have her results next week. She's going to be in the 100 heat of that one. And then later on in the program, you have Justin Fong-Savan, uh, an, an Ankeny native. Um, he, um, he will be competing in the men's javelin as well. So I'll have his result as well in the Paralympics. The second official DAM2 DSM event was held on Saturday, the first one was in 2019, a race where Sammy Rotich was the men's winner in 103.08, and Pascal Myers won the women's race in 112.53. Uh, this time it was the second race after last year was virtual, so uh, not gonna not gonna call that an, an official race, but it was uh, run a blaze. Iowa's Dana Herrick. Uh, I mentioned her earlier. She was the women's winner. And she was also 11th overall in the race, running 117.29. Dana is based out of Norwalk, former Boone Prep. That time of 117.29, she's not going to be too happy about this, and I'm mentioning that, but it's the second slowest winning time in the history of 
Dam to Dam, the predecessor of this event for 39 years uh, before it became D, uh, Dam to DSM. The uh, only time that was slower than, than Dana's winning time was Muriel Nauman. In 1987, she ran 120.33. Now, Saturday's um, weather conditions were more muggy, but we've all but we've seen that for um, dam to dam in, in the past. By the way, the um, in 1980, the inaugural race, Tina Gandy ran uh, 117.09. So that was a pretty good. Uh, a race for having just over just over 400 uh, people running in it. That's a good winning time. So Dan, it was just 20 seconds behind that um, time of 1980 that, that won it. Uh, the overall winner was a former Wartburg runner, Caleb Appleton. Um, he's also a run ablaze athlete. You can see him. He's a big, tall guy with red hair. Um, he's um, a West Des Moines resident now. Um, he ran 112.43. Um, to win by a minute and 14 seconds over former Linmar star, and he's, he was definitely a star. He set some state records. Uh, Josh Evans. Um, Josh uh, was a was a great runner for Linmar before he ran a, a little bit for Iowa State. Um, but uh, Josh Evans ran 113.57, and then third on the podium, former Mount Mercy and Monticello prep Anthony Kinley ran. 11410. Um, I hate to mention this, but the time by Caleb Appleton um, of 112.43 is the slowest ever in the history of this event, and it's not even close. Um, <laughs> it's just, it, it, it's it's just it's just pales in comparison. Even uh, even the inaugural race, like I said, that had over 400 finishers. Bob Becker ran 105.50 for that race um, to win it. So, I mean, you're talking um, seven minutes slower than that, and um, rarely has the winning time been slower than 105. Uh, Dam to Dam has had a great race history with some phenomenal winning times, and um, it's disappointing that uh, after two years ago having some good uh, race winners that um, this year... The winning times just were were not uh, up to standard, and uh, the reason why is because they didn't offer any prize money. Um, they offered the elites only a free entry into the race. Um, the uh, organizers of the event, uh, Rip Roar Triathlon, had been hurt by the pandemic. They admitted that, and so no um, no prize money was awarded, and that's the reason why you had the slower men's time, especially though the women's time. Dana Herricks was was in that window of 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 really uh, being solid, but the uh, the men's time uh, was not um, as much. Um, and uh, I worked the um, the Capital Striders uh, water stop about mile six and a half. It seemed like there was a a nice uh, steady stream of runners. Uh, they did cap it at uh, 2,500 runners, and there were 2,020 2020 finishers that came through. It seemed like a lot more than that, um, but um, that was the number of finishers. And again, that's much lower than we've ever seen um, from the later years of Dam to Dam, um, when they routinely had 7,500 to 8,000 uh, finishers in that event. But um, because of social distancing, because of the COVID 
pandemic, they had to limit the number of uh, entrants uh, to 2,500, and um, they ended up with uh, just over 2,000 finishers. Um, one guy who usually runs in this race, um, in, in the dam to dam and, and dam to DSM, uh, Tyson Wheeland was out in Maine at the uh, Ironman 70.3 event there. He was competing in the men's pro race. He finished 20th overall uh, amongst the men in 351.16. Tyson is a former Johnston High and Iowa Central Prep. Um, the winning time was 332.56 by Bradley Weiss of the U.S., and um, Tyson um, felt pretty good about the performance, mainly because of his bike. Um, he says, although I fell short of my goal position-wise, I feel like I executed very well. Um, he was 20th out of the after the 1.2-mile uh, swim. Uh, and he said, it's uh, better than I've been biking in my triathlon races. So he averaged uh, over 26 miles an hour on the bike. So he's very happy with that. And then he said he uh, cramped up, had three times uh, on the run, had to walk. Uh, and he still ended up running a 115-21 half marathon uh, at the end of that uh, to finish 20th. And then... Um, <clears throat> the Nebraska finishing it up here. There was there was hardly any local meets here as everybody uh, gets ready for for the fall racing. But the Nebraska State Fair Marathon uh, was held. I still have not seen results on this. But Kalen Kahn, who is a run ablaze athlete, um, he got the victory. Um, as best as I can see, uh, he finished just under 239 from, uh, from a video that I watched. Um, so he ran 238 and change, um, to, uh, well, they gave away a thousand dollars to win. So nice little payday for, for Callan. Um, he, he said it was, um, he, he was basically using it as, as a training run as he gets ready for some, uh, hundred kilometer uh, events, he says, was a great practicing goal uh, for the 100-kilometer pace for 22 miles. So he was just looking to try to win. Um, he said he took the last 4.2 miles really easy. Um, didn't want to wreck myself, as this was meant as a training run. And he's looking forward to the bigger races ahead. So um, so nice win for him. Um, setting a course, uh, he, he did not set a course record, but um, but he did pick up a thousand dollars. Like I said, I, I don't see the results from that website. They haven't posted them yet on online race results yet. Have not seen that. And that's pretty much the racing uh, from the weekend. Um, like I said, we've got uh, exciting race coming up uh, on Friday. You've got the Hawkeye invite. Um, that is going to be outstanding as uh, Iowa competes against Iowa State and you and I and Drake all on the same Ashton cross-country course. Of course, the teams are wanting to race there because the Ashton course will be the site of the NCAA Midwest Regional on November 12th. Um, and the Hawkeyes have, um, it's, it won't be their first time hosting the region. Uh, they've also hosted the Midwest event in 2005 and 2016 as well. Um, and uh, there's also some good, um, uh, there's also some good road racing as well. The uh, USA 20K Championships will be held in New Haven, Connecticut. That will be uh, taking place on Monday. 
And you've got uh, Kevin Lewis, former Ottumwa and University of Iowa athlete who will be competing there. Kevin just got married um, a short while ago. He got married this summer, so congratulations to the newlywed. He'll be at the 20K championships as well. So it will be a busy podcast next week with uh, cross-country season starting, as well as some road racing. I will have uh, my regular contributor to the program, Abby Caldwell, uh, on to talk about how Iowa State did. She's a former Cyclone. She'll be talking about uh, how they did. Um, so it'll be a busy show. Hope you'll tune in uh, next uh, next Tuesday when it drops. Until then, happy running, everyone.